Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hey, welcome to Israel and You. And we are in a part three of a series we're doing, What on Earth is Happening? And last week I ran out of time, and so I'm going to give you uh, part two of part three. And we've been looking at three revolutions uh, that the Lord is sending to the earth in these days of time. A revolution can be defined as a change or a shakeup. So the book of Hebrews says that God's going to shake everything until what can't be shaken remains. And so these three revolutions or these three shakeups we've looked at. The first is the revolution of separation that comes from Matthew chapter 25, the Olivet Discourse of Jesus, uh, where he says at the end of the age, he's going to separate the nations of the earth as a shepherd separates his sheep from his goats based on how they treat his brethren, the Jewish people. And so there will be goat nations and sheep nations. The Bible says in Zechariah at the end of the age, all the nations will turn against Israel. There will be sheep churches and goat churches. And right now we're seeing the separation even within uh, the church world where many church denominations are turning against Israel. What's happening is the Lord is separating them. There's a, there's a remnant church that's authentic, and there's a false church. So that separation, that revolution of separation has already begun within uh, the body of Christ. The next revolution that's coming is the restoration, the revolution of restoration, and the Lord is restoring the heart of the children to the Jewish fathers, and he's uh, awakening the church world, many in the church world, to understand that their faith, the roots of their faith, is actually Hebraic and Jewish, and they're coming to the realization that Jesus was Jewish and still remains Jewish. And so that revolution of restoration has already begun within the church world. And the third revolution we looked at last week is the revolution of preparation. And you can see all of these programs on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Stitcher. You can go to the AFR uh, website, and you can look up these uh, three revolutions that we've already discussed. And so today we're going to finish up the third revolution that the Lord is sending to the church, the revolution of preparation. And if you'd like to study this topic Further, you can go to our website, israelteam.org. That's israelteam.org. And uh, this month, if you would make a donation of any size to Israel Team and our work on college campuses, trying to turn the tide of this anti-Israelism that's spreading across Christian college campuses, a study came out just in the last few days, kind of alarming, uh, in the last couple of years, we've seen about 30 to 40 percent of millennial evangelicals turn their hearts against Israel. Well, a new study in the last week has come out stating that now it's grown to 70 percent of millennial evangelicals have turned their hearts against Israel. So you can go to our website, israelteam.org, and for a donation of any size to help us in this fight, 
We'll send you this book, Two Minute Warning, Why It's Time to Honor Jewish People Before the Clock Runs Out. I co-authored this book with Coach Bill McCartney, the founder of Promise Keepers. And the book is about these three revolutions that are coming to the earth. So I want you to see the signs of the times that we're living in. We saw this last week. We looked at three signs, three clues that we're living at the end of the age. Clue number one, there's a great number of Jewish people living in Jerusalem. Clue number two, there's a revival amongst the nations. Clue number three, Jerusalem is surrounded by armies, which is true today. To the north is Hezbollah. Uh, To the west is Fatah. And to the south is Hamas. So Jerusalem is surrounded by armies. It's a clue that we're living at the ripening of the fig tree Israel. And then clue number four, the city of Jerusalem will be cut in half. And right now the United Nations is calling for the division of the city of Jerusalem. So I want you to see the signs of the times that we're living in. We're definitely in the season of the ripening of the fig tree Israel. And if we want to understand our moment in history, then we must find out what God is doing in our generation, and join him in his work. The cataclysmic conclusion of the age is at the top of God's prophetic calendar, and the age will not conclude until the full restoration of Israel has taken place. So what on earth is happening? God is right now presently wrapping up history, and we're talking about the establishment of God's kingdom on the earth. The scripture says the law will go forth from Zion. So I believe that you and I are going to witness the conclusion of the age. And after 2,000 years, Jerusalem is back in the hands of the Jewish people. And I, for one, don't want to be in the grandstands as a spectator at this time. And, and Jesus said, you know, one of the signs of his return that Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentile nations until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. And then he says, those of you who see this, see what? Jerusalem coming back into the hands of the Jewish people. And in our day, it's been over 2,000 years since this has happened. Jesus says, this generation will not pass away until they see the coming of the Son of Man. So as Jesus saying that the generation that sees Jerusalem, this would have been in 1967 when Jerusalem was uh, placed back in Jewish hands after 2,000 years. As Jesus suggesting that this is the generation that will see the coming of the Son of Man. I, I believe that. I believe he's suggesting that. So I, I want to be in the field. I want to be like the closeout pitcher in the end of the world series. And you and I were chosen to be on earth for such a time as this. So all this to say, God is closing out the age, and we are in the most breathtaking moment in all of human history. And there are many Christians who believe that the church will be raptured before the tribulation begins, kind of a great escape. Others believe it'll happen in the middle of the tribulation period, three and a half years in, Others say it'll happen at the end of the tribulation. Still others believe that the coming of the Lord and the rapture will be right before the wrath of God is poured out on the sinful world. And I'll tell you what I believe. Are you ready? I have absolutely no idea when the rapture is going to take place. 
And there are three or four really good theories of when the rapture will happen. But the scripture says no one knows the day or the hour. Corey Tenboom, the the Gentile Christian who hid Jews during the Holocaust, of course she went uh, to the death camps herself. All of her family perished. She survived, and years later she was preaching in China. And the Chinese pastor said, "Please, Corey, when you come to China and you teach and preach in our churches." Don't tell the Chinese Christians about the American theory of a pre-tribulation rapture because we're being persecuted right now. We believe that we are already in the tribulation. So don't you know, give us this uh, fallacy that we're going to be uh, raptured before the tribulation begins. And right now when you consider Christians all over the earth that are being beheaded for their faith, I really can't tell you when the Lord Jesus is going to come. I can't guarantee anyone an early departure because I don't know. And no one knows. It's a mystery. And I'm comfortable with not knowing. And I trust in God that he's going to come and the rapture is going to take place exactly the right time. So the best thing I can do is prepare for the difficult times so that I'm not caught unaware. And that's what I always taught as a pastor. I just said, I think the the thing that New Testament teaches more than exactly when he's going to come, because no one knows the day or the hour, I think what the New Testament teaches is that we all must be prepared for the coming night and have our lamps trimmed and filled with oil to meet the bridegroom when he comes for his bride. So the Lord is presently sending, I believe, a revolution of preparation to his saints. They're preparing their lamps. And the king has prepared a kingdom that will have dominion over the whole earth. And the question is, do you desire in your heart, truly and completely desire, to be part of God's end-time purpose? We're, we're in the birth pangs right now. And remember what I said last time is that when a woman is near labor and the birth pains begin, she's not depressed or discouraged about the birth pangs. The birth pangs really bring her great joy because she knows her time of delivery is soon. And so for the church of the living Lord Jesus, we must have the same attitude in our hearts. When these birth pangs start as Jesus said they would, then they shouldn't bring fear and intrepidation. They should bring us great joy. So I'm going to reveal to you today a mystery that has been kept hidden for ages, and it has everything to do with your participation. It is the revolution of preparation that the Lord is sending to his church. And this comes from Romans chapter 11, uh, verse 11 through 16. So I ask, did they stumble in order that they might fall? By no means. Uh, Paul is talking about the Jewish people. Rather, through their trespass, salvation has come to the Gentiles so as to make Israel jealous. Now, if their trespass means riches for the world, and if their failure means riches for the Gentiles, how much more their full inclusion will mean. Now I am speaking to you Gentiles inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles. I magnify my ministry in order to somehow make my fellow Jews jealous and thus save some of them. For if their rejection means the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance mean but life from the dead? So Paul is talking about the fact that the Gentile 
people needed the Jewish people. You needed my people to come into the nourishing sap of the olive tree. And my people, the Jewish people, need the nations in order to come back into the nourishing sap of the olive tree. And so Paul is talking about this divine mystery that it is the role of the nations to make the Jewish people jealous unto salvation by showing the love of the Messiah. And the Jews were chosen as a servant priest nation. They are the womb, the cradle of the Messiah, and the nations might be born into the kingdom of God. And so it was through the Jewish people that came salvation. Jesus said salvation is of the Jewish people. The saints from the nations have been chosen to be the womb now of the rebirth of Israel. And the law will go forth from Jerusalem. The God of Israel will rule over the nations of the earth. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But first, Israel must be restored. And that is dependent on a Gentile church from the nations. An authentic church that has captured the heart of the Father. A church that has prepared itself for difficult times. Mercy ministries for their Jewish friends, a church that is prepared to lay down its life for the brethren of Jesus. And remember that uh, first revolution, the revolution of separation, where Jesus says to the righteous Gentiles from the nations, I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. As you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. So there will be these saints in the last days that have prepared mercy ministries shelter and clothing and, and, and food and water for the Jewish people who will be suffering during the dark days that lie ahead. And that is our role as Christian people. What we're talking about here is the rule and reign of God in the earth. And he has chosen Christians from the nations to be part of the end-time restoration of Israel. Just this past week, our friend Dexter Van Zyl, he's been on this program several times. He writes for CAMERA, which is the Committee for Accuracy in Middle East Reporting and Analysis. It's a Jewish organization. Dexter's not Jewish. He's himself Catholic. But he was put to the test this past week in Boston, Massachusetts. He was covering as a journalist an anti-Israel, anti-Semitic uh, rally. And they recognized Dexter in the crowd as a reporter from camera. And the leader of this anti-Semitic rally began to stir up the crowd in violence against Dexter. And they shouted, Zionists go home, Zionists go home. And our friend Dexter, he shouted out in Hebrew, Am Israel Chai, which means the people of Israel live. And I'll tell you when we come back from the break a little more about this story. But Dexter has prepared himself to stand with Israel even unto death. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Hello, I'm Aaron Free, and I'm honored to serve as president of Israel Team Advocates International. Israel Team is a unique nonprofit organization that is changing the growing narrative within the Christian world that the Jewish people are illegally occupying the land of Israel. The truth is that God, the God of the Bible, identifies himself as the God of Israel, and Jerusalem is his footstool. God has given this land to the Jewish people as an eternal possession. Within the evangelical community's millennial generation and Generation Z, there's an alarming decline of support for Israel. 
Israel. Presently, about 70% of young evangelicals are unsure of Israel's right of their very existence. If this trend continues, we are going to see a majority anti-Israel evangelical movement within 10 years. Imagine future Christian leaders in America calling for the removal of Jews from the Holy Land. Israel team cares deeply about the future of American Christianity and is investing in the young Christian leaders of tomorrow. We work on Christian college campuses and church youth and college groups to make a difference for Israel and the church as well. We mentor pastors and church leaders and counteract the growing trend of replacement theology being proclaimed from churches across America. I'm asking you today to help us in this noble cause. We can change the current trend of anti-Israelism, one church and one college campus at a time. You can go to our website at israelteam.org to donate today and stand with us today. We ask you that you consider giving to Israel Team on a monthly basis. In the present exponential rise of anti-Semitism in America, our efforts must double to push back against this darkness. For your gift this month to Israel Team, we want to send you our new book, The Casualty of Contempt, The Alarming Rise of anti Semitism and what can be done to stop it. Go to IsraelTeam.org. That's IsraelTeam.org. This is Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel and You. And before the break, I was telling you about our good friend Dexter Van Zyl, who is a journalist for Camera, Committee for Accuracy in Middle East Reporting and Analysis in Boston. And he was covering this anti Israel rally on the 24th of June, and uh, the, the people in the, the rally rose up against Dexter. He had to be taken out by security. The security guards told Dexter, do not use the word Israel because it's an inflammatory word. Can you imagine that? The name Israel is an inflammatory word. And so all Israel had said was they were shouting at him, he raised his voice, and in Hebrew he said, Am Israel Chai, which means the people of Israel live. And Dexter is not Jewish. He's a Catholic believer, loves Jesus, but he loves the Scripture as well. Greater love is no man than this, than to lay down his life for his friends. And I hope if I were ever to be tested like Dexter was tested last week, that I would uh, stand with moral courage and stand for Israel and the Jewish people as Dexter has done. And you can see uh, the video of what happened. You can go to Israel Team Advocates Facebook page and uh, you can see the video of uh, Dexter Van Zyl in this rally that uh, opposed him and opposed Israel. So you might ask, you know, where is it in the Bible that talks about the Gentile nations serving and preparing mercy ministries for the Jewish people in the last days. Well, there are many places in the prophetic scriptures. One is Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 through 3. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you, and the nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. So these are Gentile saints in the nations who see the end-time persecution of Jews, and they rise up to come to the aid of the Jewish people. 
And then in verse 14 of Isaiah 60, it says, The sons of those who afflicted you shall come bending low to you, and all who despise you shall bow down at your feet. They shall call you the city of the Lord and Zion of the Holy One of Israel, whereas you have been forsaken and hated with no one passing through. I will make you majestic forever, a joy from age to age. You shall suck the milk of the nations. You shall nurse at the breast of kings, and you shall know that I, the Lord, am your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. So I believe this is talking about righteous Gentiles from the nations who come to the aid of the Jewish people in the last days. Another passage comes from Isaiah 35, Isaiah 35, uh, verse 1. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. And I think this is really like a birth pain moment where the wilderness knows the time of uh, the redemption of the earth is at hand. The coming of the Lord is at hand. And the wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The, the, the Bible talks about the end of the age of time of Jacob's trouble for the Jewish nation. And then in verse Three, it says in, in the prophet Isaiah is speaking to a people that is not Israel. And he says, strengthen the weak hands. Who were the weak hands? The Jewish people. And make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who have an anxious heart. This is the Jewish people in the last days. Be strong. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. So these, I believe, are Gentile saints from the nations who will say to the Jewish people, your God is going to come and save and deliver you. They have prepared themselves for the dark night ahead, and they prepared their hearts to stand with the Jewish people at the end of the age. And then in verse 10 of Isaiah 35, it says, And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. And so God is speaking here in Isaiah 35 to a people that is not Israel in the end time persecution of the Jews when a great wrath has come upon them. And in Ezekiel 37, it talks about the valley of the dry bones. And it says, Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, Our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to the bones, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves, O my people, and will bring you into the land of Israel, and you shall Know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will put my spirit within you and you shall live and I will place you in your own land. And Israel will be saying in the last days, our hope is lost and we are indeed cut off. Uh, the greater majority of the full house of Israel is still in the nations. There's 5,000 Jews fleeing France now every year because of the rise of anti-Semitism. And most of them are headed to Israel because to them it's the only safe place where they can live free of anti-Semitism. Uh, so this son of man company in Ezekiel 37 
is, I believe, a, a company of righteous Gentiles from the nations who God calls in the last days to prophesy to the house of Israel and speak to the dry bones that they will live and to speak as Isaiah prophesies in Isaiah 35. Your God is going to come and save you. It's not a pat on the back, be blessed, my brother, my Jewish brother. We will be in the wilderness with them in the dark days ahead. We already are. I mean, think about the Christians and the Jewish people that are being persecuted worldwide today. We're already in the wilderness experience with them. But the righteous Gentiles in the wilderness, they will say to the Jewish people, your God will come and save you. And again, it's not just a pat on the back. It's to stand with them as Dexter stood with them, even when threatened. And so what makes... The Jews jealous into salvation from Romans 11. I believe it is an authentic love of a martyr church. And Jesus said, greater has no one than this than to, greater love has no one than this than to lay his life down for his friends. And so Ruth, the Gentile daughter, in law of Naomi in the book of Ruth is a great example of the end time church that is preparing itself to stand with the Jewish people. And in Ruth one sixteen, it says this, whither thou goest, I will go. Your people will be my people, your God, my God. I'm, I'm Jewish myself by birth. My wife is Norwegian. And in my wedding ring, my wife had inscribed Ruth 1.16. She was saying to me, Whither you, whether, wherever you go, I will go. Your people, the Jewish people, will be my people and your God, my God. And then Ruth said to her mother-in-law, Only death will separate me from you. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. So Ruth was saying to her Jewish mother-in-law, Naomi, I will be a friend of you unto death. I'll lay my life down for you. And that's, I believe, a sign, a picture of the end time church, authentic church from the nations. The church that Jesus is talking about in uh, Matthew chapter 25, the sheep uh, Christians from the nations who will help the Jewish people with food, clothing. They will prepare themselves to be an ark of deliverance for the Jews of the last days. And it's interesting, the name Ruth means friend. Her sister-in-law, remember when the famine came? Her sister-in-law's name is Orpah, and she turned back and went back to her own people and left Naomi, her Jewish mother-in-law. Orpah's name means the back of the neck. And so there will be some Christians that turn their back on the Jewish people of the last days. There'll be other believers, authentic believers, that will be like Ruth in the last days, that will be a friend to the Jewish people. So the Gentile Ruth married the Jew Boaz, and they had a son named Obed. And they gave that son... Uh, to Naomi to be his nurse. Obed became the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of David. And, of course, David uh, was the father of Jesus, the son of David. So through the womb of a Gentile woman came the lineage of the Messiah. And through the womb of a praying, interceding, Gentile, authentic church, Israel will come into her end-time restoration. And the rule and the reign of God will be established in Jerusalem. And so this is the role of the church. And you can see this mystery in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1 through 10. I encourage you to look that up. Ephesians 3, 
uh, verse 1 through 10, talks about this fulfillment of the mystery of the gospel. Paul says it's a divine mystery that the Gentile people will be active in Israel's restoration in the end times. So I encourage you to go to IsraelTeam.org. That's IsraelTeam.org for a donation of any size this month. We'll send you this book I wrote with Coach Bill McCartney, Two Minute Warning, Why It's Time to Honor the Jewish People Before the Clock Runs Out. It talks about these three revolutions. And that's IsraelTeam.org. We'll see you next time. God bless. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.